0: Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. And if this is your first episode listening in, I personally want to welcome you to the podcast. I absolutely love this podcast because... I get to dive in even deeper with you into some topics that I get a lot of DMs about. I get a lot of questions from my clients about. And of course, on Instagram, there's only so much space and time that I get to really talk about some of these topics. So this podcast has really been a platform for me to connect with you deeper and teach you even more in a very open and free setting, which I know a lot of you love and benefit from. And that is truly why I do what I do. So thank you again for tuning in and listening. And again, if this is your first episode, I hope that you enjoy this episode. Take away some tidbits that you can implement in your daily life today. That's my goal with every single one of my episodes. And again, if you are loving this podcast and finding great value out of it, share it with a friend, share it with a family member who could also benefit. All right. So you guys hear me talk a lot about the importance of protein and prioritizing protein in your meals and in your diet. But I often get the question, how much protein should I be aiming to eat? And that question is usually followed by, is there a thing as too much protein? Or, but won't I get bulky? And I also know how challenging increasing protein can feel at first. That's why in today's episode, I'm talking all about how much protein you should be eating. I'm going to debunk some protein myths, and I'll be sharing some simple yet highly effective tips to increase your protein with ease. But before we begin, like I said, if you've been around the block with me, you know how much I preach the importance of protein in our diet. But if you're new here, again, welcome, and let me fill you in. Protein is one macronutrient that often gets overlooked and underconsumed, but is an essential nutrient that plays a vital role in numerous body functions from muscle repair and immune support to hormone production and enzyme activity. And protein is especially crucial for women and men as it supports muscle development, which is key for overall strength, for metabolism and metabolic health, and maintaining healthy body composition, which I know a lot of my listeners, they're really looking for those aspects of body transformation. This is typically the first recommendation I have for all of my clients. Increase your protein intake. And more often than not, it makes an immediate impact. Yes, something as small as paying attention to your protein intake can completely transform both how you look, but also how you feel. Now I get DMs, like I said, around protein and this fear of if I consume more protein, I'm going to turn into a bodybuilder. Well, (laughs) this myth Couldn't be farther from the truth. Adequate protein intake benefits both men and women of all activity levels and ages by supporting muscle maintenance, but also supporting bone health and even weight management. And I hate to break it to you, but in order to get to bodybuilder status, you need to spend years eating in a surplus and focusing on extreme weight training to get to that level. Bodybuilding is an Olympic sport, my friends. If it's that easy to get to that level, it wouldn't be considered an extreme sport. So it's very, very hard to get quote unquote bulky just by consuming more protein. And again, it requires entering a surplus, being there for an extended period of time. So protein in and of itself will not make you bulky. Just like eating more protein won't build muscle. You actually have to implement progressive strength training, hypertrophy training to build muscle. Protein in and of itself will not do that. The second myth that I'd like to debunk here is that increasing protein is harmful on our kidneys. Research actually shows that healthy individuals with no pre-existing kidney conditions can safely consume higher protein diets without actually causing any harm on the kidneys. So of course, always consult with your doctor, but studies do show that if there is no existing or pre-existing condition with the kidneys, you are okay to eat higher amounts of protein. And last but not least is occasionally I get a question where someone sees this bit of information that the body cannot process more than 30 grams of protein at one time. So I will get questions asking me if I'm eating a meal and it has 40 grams of protein, are those 10 grams of protein just wasted? And I want to talk through this because I think it's a very, very valid question. There is an old study on 30 grams of protein being the maximum amount of protein that one's body can efficiently absorb and process at a time. Now, in this study, which I do want to caveat by saying is a very old study, but in this study, they thought that the protein intake ceiling was 30 grams and that any remaining protein consumed was wasted energy. And what they were looking at was urine. Now. After much more research and time, we've learned that the body is constantly breaking down protein into amino acids, and the small intestine can actually absorb and store those amino acids to use later when your body needs them. So your body won't just waste protein. So if you're eating, you know, 40 or 45 or 50 grams of protein in a specific meal, Rest assured that you're not wasting that protein. Your body knows how to metabolize and break that protein down into amino acids and store it to use it later in your benefit. So that myth is, or I wouldn't call that a myth even, but that old research has been disproven as new research has unfolded. But this does not mean to overdo it on protein. So without further ado, let's dive into how much protein you should be eating for your goals. First and foremost, there is no one set protein amount. I will see often on social media eating 100 grams of protein, and yes, although that is a great goal to have and is typically more protein than a lot of us are consuming without actually tracking our protein... Protein intake will vary based on factors like activity level, age, and your overall goals. So a good rule of thumb is to aim for a protein amount that is anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. Now this is a range. There's no perfect one gram amount of protein for you and your goals. And it'll take a little bit of trial and error to really hone in on what feels best for you and your body and where you're seeing the most success with your protein intake. If your goal is to build muscle or maybe you're regularly strength training, you can test increasing your protein intake to the higher end of that range if that feels good for you and if you feel like you don't have a problem hitting your protein. But I really like to start with a one-to-one ratio. So what this looks like is you're consuming about a gram of protein per pound of body weight that you currently are. Now, this is up to a specific amount. Let's say you weigh over 165 pounds Well, I would really cap your protein there at 165 grams because from a sustainability and lifestyle perspective, it can get very challenging trying to eat even more protein than that. And it's also going to take away from your other macros, your carbs and your fat. So up to 165 pounds, I would really cap your max protein gram goal there. Now, If you are 165 pounds or above, that may seem like a lot of protein to get. Don't feel like you have to hit 165 grams of protein today. That can be a goal down the road, but even getting 150 grams of protein is an amazingly solid goal. So use that range of 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight as your rough estimate when. Calculating out how much protein you should be consuming on a day-to-day basis. If you're somebody who really struggles putting on muscle, and no matter how hard you feel like you're trying, it's just not happening. First off, I want to remind you that muscle does take time to build. And muscle doesn't just occur because you're eating more protein. You also have to be strength training And doing some sort of progressive overload hypertrophy training to build muscle over time. So, if you're not giving it time and patience and being consistent with some sort of strength training, that could be a culprit as to why you're struggling putting on muscle. But let's say you're doing all of that, you're really focusing on strength training and you're struggling still putting on muscle. Then I'd recommend skewing a little bit higher on that protein scale, maybe closer to 1.1 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight to help with muscle development. And on the flip, if you have no trouble putting on muscle, if you feel like you build muscle very, very quickly, I'd start at that one-to-one range, or you can even go down a little bit too, depending on what feels right in your body. If you're feeling like it's a big struggle to hit one-to-one, let's say you're 150 pounds and you are aiming for 150 grams of protein, if that feels like a lot for you, you can skew down a little bit and then just take into account how your body's responding, how your measurements or your weekly average weight or whatever you're using to gauge your muscle development or your body maintenance, take those into account over the next few weeks as you're testing out your protein intake. Also, if you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding, your protein intake will increase through your trimesters and remain slightly elevated during breastfeeding to support the growth and development of both you, the mom, and your baby. So your protein will change over time, but again, always consult with your healthcare practitioner, your doctor, especially if you're pregnant or breastfeeding when it comes to your protein intake. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today, or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. So getting sufficient protein does not mean that you need to eat mounds of meat each day. There are so many amazing plant-based protein options too, such as beans, lentils, tofu, quinoa, that can also contribute to meeting your protein requirements. Although these are incomplete protein sources, which I'll have another episode entirely on the topic of complete versus incomplete protein sources, they definitely still support your goals. And a varied diet that includes a combination of both animal and plant-based protein sources provides a spectrum of essential amino acids that our bodies need. So if you're plant-based, getting in protein can feel even more challenging at first because you don't have the option of eating animal-based protein sources. So first and foremost, you absolutely can still see changes by increasing your protein with the protein options that you have at hand, but you can aim for a slightly reduced goal, so anywhere from 0.6 to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. That's a great place to start for plant-based. As you start to get more comfortable and confident in building your meals with more protein, you can then test increasing, but you can still see body recomposition changes, fat loss, muscle development, muscle recovery, hormone regulation, everything that comes with increasing your protein and eating an adequate amount of protein for you at that range through a plant-based diet. One thing I do like to mention with all of my clients, especially if they start tracking and they realize that they're really under eating protein, sometimes, you know, it's very easy to eat only 60 grams of protein a day if you're not paying attention to it. So if you're eating low amounts of protein right now and you start to increase your protein, let's say you start to increase your protein today. I do like to let everybody know of some initial side effects as your body starts to regulate and adjust to the increase in protein intake. So you might experience a little bit of bloating that typically lasts anywhere from one to two weeks and is completely normal. It's because your body is getting used to processing that amount of protein as it hasn't before. So bloating is completely normal and that will subside also the feeling of fullness. So if you start increasing your protein and you realize, oh my gosh, I am not hungry. It is so hard for me to finish whatever it is that I'm eating. That's because protein aids in satiety and that feeling of fullness. And again, your body will adapt and adjust over time. So I always like to recommend giving yourself a good two weeks of increasing your protein. And again, my motto is you don't have to go from zero to a 100. You can start by slowly increasing your protein day over day, week over week, until you get close to or at your goal. But I do like to, again, let everyone know of these initial side effects that may or may not take place, bloating and fullness. Very, very common. I see about 50 to 60% of the time, but it does dissipate hundred percent of the time. So it's just your body's way of adapting. So you may be at the point where you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to eat this much protein? This just seems so unrealistic. So let me break down some simple steps I have for you that you can use starting today to increase your protein. Number one is build your meals around a protein source. So this does not mean it has to be chicken breast and then you have broccoli and rice. Absolutely not. If you follow me, you know I am not about boring dinners. I'm about lazy gal dinners, meaning that they're very simple, few ingredients, but they are tasty. But build your meals around a protein source and make protein the focal point of your meal. And then everything else kind of falls into place around that. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to have like a meat source or, you know, if you're plant-based, it's like tofu, it absolutely can, but you can also incorporate other types of proteins in there as well. So let's say you have some ground turkey, but you're also going to throw in black beans and maybe you're going to make a taco bowl. Great. You have two sources of protein right there. So focus your meals around a protein source and think protein first. Step number two is increase the amount of protein that you already have in your meal. So maybe you're including four ounces of shrimp, maybe include five ounces of shrimp. That's a very easy way to start to bump up your protein intake without it feeling too overwhelming. And if you're out and about, and let's say you're going out to dinner, you can always ask for extra protein. Oftentimes when you're going to a restaurant, if you, let's say you get a pasta, and you ask to add protein to the pasta, which is another recommendation I have. If you're getting something that's not protein forward, always add protein to it. You can also ask for extra protein. So that's another step to increase your protein intake, especially if you're out and about. And step number four is add in higher protein sides and swaps. So I love protein swaps. I have a recent Instagram post all on my favorite protein swaps. One of my favorites is chickpea pasta. So instead of just having regular pasta, I sub it for chickpea pasta because it has much more protein because it's coming from chickpeas, which are a good protein source. Also incorporating sides like beans and quinoa, those are higher protein sources too. And last but not least, the fifth step here is if you struggle with also increasing your fat along with your protein, which I'll often see, opt for lean protein sources like lean ground turkey, turkey bacon, chicken, white fish, shrimp, lean beef, pork tenderloin. These protein sources are going to be much lower in fat, but really give you a bang for your buck when it comes to protein. So there's definitely a balance that you can find with, increasing your protein without also subsequently increasing your fat intake as well. So to recap those steps to increase your protein, build your meal around a protein source. And if your protein source, if the focal point is not a protein, make sure that you're adding protein to that meal. Increase the amount of protein in your meals. So again, for example, four ounces to five ounces, ask for extra protein if you're out. Add in higher protein sides and or swaps, and then look for lean protein sources if you're struggling too with keeping your fat at bay. So to close out this episode, protein is such an important aspect of your diet that supports muscle growth, aids in muscle recovery, promotes weight management, hormone production and regulation. It supports the immune system and so much more. The amount of protein you consume will ultimately come down to a few varying factors, including your age, your lifestyle, activity level, and your goals. But aiming for around 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight is a great range. And increasing your protein doesn't have to feel overwhelming if you use the steps we discussed in this episode to implement into your daily life. If you're looking to dive even deeper to understand how to properly pair a specific protein goal with a carb and fat goal to support your health goals, whether that's to build muscle, reduce fat, regulate blood sugar to eliminate cravings in that afternoon slump, or simply looking for a balanced and sustainable way of eating to get off the hamster wheel of yo-yo dieting, then you're going to love the Macro Body Method course. I've packaged up my one-on-one coaching program into a self-paced course guiding you step-by-step how to properly calculate your macros for your unique goals. And I've built this course to be your macro coach for life. No matter your goal, phase of life, or situation, this course adapts with you, taking you through every phase of the macro journey as your priorities transform. I've also got a ton of free resources for you that I'll link down in the show notes, including a free macro checklist to get you started on the right foot, as well as my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, to dive into why you might not be seeing the results you're looking for and to help you get there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. I would love to hear how you prioritize your protein. What tweaks have you made that have completely transformed how you look and feel? Send me a DM over at Minded My Macros on Instagram and let me know because I love to share what works for others to help support thousands of other women looking to make impactful change to their nutrition and their lifestyle. All right, my friend, until next time, keep minding your wellness. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mind and my macros to keep the combo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends, you know, that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.